Welcome back to In The Box. I'm Sandy Plashkis. If you haven't already, follow us on Instagram at ownersbox and head down below to like, comment, and subscribe to let YouTube know that we are fire. Welcome back to a very, very special edition of In The Box. Today, I am joined by my father, the one and only Danny P1242, the biggest Raptors fan in North America, arguably. So on today's episode, we're going to talk this Raptors versus Celtics series. My dad is very polarizing with his opinions and no, thinks the Raptors are going all the way. So dad, why don't you introduce yourself and we'll go from there. Uh, my name, you know, how, nice to meet everyone. I'm father Danny P 1242. And today we're going to talk about a topic. I love to talk about a bunch of things, everything from sports to business to entrepreneurship. And uh, certainly I love to talk about the Toronto Raptors. Awesome. So let's just start, you know, we, we saw the Celtics, first two games go in, you know, defeat the Raptors pretty badly. Um, you had a prediction. I don't know how many games you called in the series, but what was your pre-series prediction on how long the series would go? Six games. Six games. So are you are you holding true on the six-game prediction? Yes, just like Kendrick Perkins. Uh, this is the same that happened last year. I don't know if you're going to ask me further questions, but... Um, go ahead. Just go ahead. As you know, yesterday... So let's just go back and look at the history of my predictions. So this dates back to last year. Um, the Raptors played the Orlando Magic and um, Sandy has a friend, Jack Bailey, and another friend, Jack Heller, two haters. They used, they <laughs> changed they changed teams based on who's best. So I think Jack Heller's favorite team was Golden State before we smothered them. Um, and I know Jack Bailey used to be a Miami Heat fan, but this week it's the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. So we played the Orlando Magic. Um, and what, uh, you know, we lost the first game, uh, the next four games, they were mercy ruled. Um, so I did the same, took the same application and made the same prediction this year with the Los Angeles Lakers, Sandy, your team. I said, after they lost the first game, I sent a message Lakers to your, our, our group. I said, Lakers in five, they wouldn't lose another game and they were in five. So that was, that was the correct, um, that was the correct forecast. Now, moving along here, you know, I've said this to you. Um, our coach last year, when we were down two games to love, um, I took your brother to the game. And the coach said, I thought the game, you had to win four games. He wasn't panicked. He just needed to assess. I still think the coach could fine tune what he's doing. You know, they throw this guy, Robert Williams, out there. We've obviously answered most of him now. But I would send out, you know, perhaps our our incredible French Canadian center who can just Boucher. throw some foul. Boucher, I think he's great defensively, a little more uh, nimble, and he would be the answer. So we have some answers, but really, you know, it wasn't the Celtics playing well. I mean, I've never seen a football, a basketball game, Sandy, where a team hasn't got any foul shots, but it did happen. I have to credit the referees for helping the Celtics. And, uh, <laughs> uh, rep- you know what? The Last referees night. have been terrible. They have been, but I want to. I want to ask you because the Nick Nurse is one of the best coaches in the league, if not the best. He won this year, obviously. Um, I was a hater at first on the Nick Nurse signing and promotion to to the drafters coach, but he's been unbelievable since he went in there and really changed the culture there. Obviously, Majiri, the the ownership's great. But talk about the Raptors' short bench last night. They only played. They didn't play Boucher. They didn't play Powell at all. Do you think, I mean, usually the Raptors have so much depth, they run different rotations and lineups like they did in the first series. And they, I mean, they swept it. So 
you think that's contributing to why they're not playing as well? Or do you think the Celtics are just playing up to a higher standard right now? He actually only played seven guys. Um, the seventh would be Powell on a very limited basis. And he played Ibaka. So first comment is, I don't think the Celtics are the best matchup for the for the Raptors. They're probably like the Houston, um, Houston, the only team that in you know in the NBA that don't have a true center. When there's a true center, we kill them. Um, Orlando, who almost beat Milwaukee, you know their center is disappears. Um, so does Joel Embiid. I don't mean to insult you, Joel Embiid, but you had a game <laughs> where you had zero points, and you it's not like you didn't shoot. You missed all thirteen. Um, we have a great defensive group in center and we're having troubles adjusting to this Boston team because they don't have a true center. Their center is, uh, someone that they picked off the scrap. Tice. So it's, Daniel you know, Tice. Daniel Tice. So we've had a problem figuring out what to do with our centers. So I agree that your comment, our coach is by far and away the best coach in basketball. There's not a superstar on the team and there's a bunch of interchangeable parts. And usually you're right. The depth of the team is that they go nine and 10 deep. We haven't seen Terrence Davis, who on yeah, another been, team. And he can shoot like crazy too. He, he would be a rookie of the year candidate on a team that, you know, that, that Kemba Walker came from. How's that? Um, but, but at the end of the day, um, he's been very short with his bench. I don't agree with it, but we're not finding the guys aren't shooting. Um, you know, sure. We had 56 points from our guards yesterday, but you know, um, we're not shooting like we normally shoot. And, you know, Powell's been amazing off the bench. Uh, Abaka, Powell, you know, those guys are a cinch off the bench. We even brought our sharpshooter, you know, uh, guard. He didn't shoot well. He, le- he led the NBA, I believe, in, in three-point percentage. Uh, Matt did. And um, we clearly haven't seen anything from Terrence Davis in, in short spurts. So, bit frustrating but I took a couple of positives out of that game last night Pascal Siakam 11 points in the third quarter 14 points in the third quarter Pascal he has two in the Siakam. first half too which was worrisome he, he's been yeah, struggling he's big been, time he's been struggling in Florida in general his average has gone from 25 points during the season to something south of 17 so he just hasn't been shooting as well it happens people slump so but this all happened you know the reason I think the Celtics won the first two games is that all happened. I'll credit them on the first game, but the second game is the game was in our hands. They're not scoring 120 points anymore. They're barely scoring 100. So the Raptors defense, we figured these guys out. We just haven't figured out our own offense. And and uh, we start bombing threes and moving that ball around like we do so well. They can't stop us. That's a great, and I agree. They the defense was way better last night. Tatum only had 15 points or something like that along those lines. But well, tell, brings, tell your friend Andrew. Me, no, Jacob. this brings me to my next question, though. Our buddy Andrew Jacob, love him, one of our owners box guys here, is the biggest Celtics fan in the world, and we're in the group chat all the time talking smack back and forth about who is the better player right now as it stands, taking into account the bubble performances and this whole regular season. Pascal Siakam or Jason Tatum? I'm going to say I think easily Jason Tatum's a better player. He's going to be, I mean, he's a perennial all-star going forward, but I think Siakam's great, but I don't think they're, I, I think Tatum's definitely the better player, but I know where you stand, so let's hear it. Well, first of all, based <laughs> on this series and, and the outcome of the bubble, that's true statement, but it wasn't a true statement during the, the, the season. Let me put it in perspective. LeBron James and, and Giannis, LeBron James was, one captain for the all-star team. 
and Giannis was the other. Uh, when it came down to the second guy picked, Giannis picked um, Pascal Siakam. I don't even know that they that Jason Tatum was chosen until the later, but he wasn't chosen before Pascal. So let the players speak, not not the the U.S. media, and I'll get into that in a moment. But um, what LeBron's comment was is, "You just stole my draft pick." That was his comment. So you know, this Jason Tatum, the U.S. loves to celebrate guys before they're good. Um, the Lakers had a guy like that that moved to New Orleans. I told you that he was a hog with the ball, and he and he and he was more of a liability. Everyone just Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram. People just look at the frame of reference on his offense. So let me remind you guys that Pascal Siakam, in partnership with Kawhi Leonard, not just Kawhi Leonard, set a record. They're number two in all time for most points in a playoff series. So don't tell me he's a choke artist. Okay, <laughs> he's got a ring, and until I see it. The other guy has none, but that let's not let's pretend that argument doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, um, this other guy doesn't play defense like Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam is probably five inches longer than this guy. They're the same height. He's six, definitely nine. better defensively for sure. He's better defensively. Did you see see him steal the ball from this guy yesterday when it mattered? This guy had thirteen foul shots. He's got a reputation for getting the ball. The one that I'm really impressed with on the Celtics defensively and I didn't realize he was so good as Jalen Brown Jalen Brown's a basketball player um, he's good he's really good defensively he's doing a great job he's physical the, um, the biggest cheater is you know Marcus Smart's playing oh. for 400 above his abilities which is the a flopping point, king which is a guy that averages nine points a game uh shoots about 25 or 30 percent from threes he's playing out of his mind um the beauty about sports is the law of averages. Siakam's going to play better, and Marcus Smart's going to return to his new normal, which is to shoot like a 30% shooter, which he is. And um, that's it. And, and, and as for this guy, Jalen Brown, I'm super impressed with Jalen Brown. Uh, super impressed. But again, their bench, you know, they said it on the Toronto Raptors telecast. I didn't get to hear the U.S. media yesterday. God, I can't imagine. Um. But you the know, fake news sports reporting well, media in the U.S. My favorite guy, Stephen A. Smith, even admits that he doesn't want the championship in Canada. He says it openly. Shouldn't be in Canada. It's an American sport. That's what he says. Um, and I think these guys build it around. Now, I don't know what Charles Barkley said. You'll have to fill me in. Um, He's fake news, though. You don't want him supporting the Raptors. He's been cold as hell lately. All his What's he saying? You're right about the sweep. Uh, he said Portland would sweep He's LA. He said after the after the if Portland won game one, which they did, they would sweep the Lakers in round one, which obviously didn't happen. Four straight wins for the Lakers, easy as can be. Dame Lillard got sent home in the bubble. Uh, shout out Tommy, that's your guy. But uh, we're still here, and the Lakers. I mean, we're in a great spot. LeBron's drinking drinking wine, smoking cigars by the pool right now, watching watching these games going. So we'll get to my Lakers in a second. But talk about OG Ananobi because that's one of my favorite players. I took his point total over with my brother last night, over eleven. He banged that three at the end of the game to win, to cover the points, to cover the money line. So life is good for Toronto Raptors fans and OG Ananobi fans. So talk about his impact because he's all over the floor that whole game. Yeah. So, you know, I want to address that hater, Andrew Jacobs, uh, and in the Boston Celtics. I think the combined all-star selections of the Boston Celtics is less than Kyle Lowry's. Prove me wrong, but... So we know younger, Jason, they are younger, but yes, oh, I don't oh, know. The, oh, I can post oh, a statistic oh, on the it, team's maybe. younger than the Raptors. You're saying, okay, whatever. Um, sure. 
But anyhow, my guess is that if you added in all their guys, they've made six all stream. Kemba Walker's never won a playoff series in his life, and they're paying him a max contract. It just shows you the emphasis is wrong because what I'm trying to first get to before I answer your question is that Kyle Lowry brings an intangible, an intangible that doesn't show up on the score sheet. Forget that he had 31 points, eight rebounds, eight assists, two steals. It didn't matter. Everyone's talking about OG and Anobi's um, shot, and everyone's, but no one's talking about who called the play. Nick Nurse called the play. He said he learned it from one of the greatest coaches of all time. And did you see the pass? The guy had a seven-foot-four person in his face, Kyle Lowry, and he threw a cross-court pass across to OG Anomi. So first of all, the coach is the best in basketball. What a brilliant play. Secondly, um, Kyle Lowry, kudos to the guy. He's the toughest player in the NBA, period, full stop. He's what I would want you to be if you played a sport. He's tough. He, he's, he's gritty. He is gritty as hell. He's, the, he's gritty. Um, he's aggressive. Um, so... What I would tell you is that OG Anobi is very typical of this great general manager that we have. So we don't just have the best coach. We have the best general manager. People don't really want to come to Toronto um, to play or didn't now that Charles Barkley's popularized it. But, you know, Kawhi Leonard couldn't get out of there quick enough. Um, He wanted to go home. They don't love coming up. They don't like the borders and stuff. They like the city, but they don't like coming up. That's been the history you know, we had Tracy McGrady. He couldn't, he wanted to get out. We had Vince Carter. He wanted to get out. Um, we had uh, the um, Chris Bosch demanded a trade. He wanted to leave. No one's ever wanted to stay in this town um, because, you know, it's Canada. It's another country. So, yeah. OG, what, so what our general manager has been forced to do is take, you know, be, because here's a fact for you, Sandy. Um, Andrew, here's another fact. You don't let we should have got Andrew on this. That would have been way funnier. I forgot we totally forgot to invite him to this. But don't let don't let facts get in front of, of of your blindness. But you know, there's only one team that's won 50 games five years in a row, and there's only one team that's had a 500 or better record the last seven seasons. Can you guys name who that team is? Well, I'm going to guess the Raptors since that's the topic of right. the conversation today. It is the Raptors, <laughs> the only team in the NBA. So. How do I make such claims? It's all the general manager, right? And so what that means is when you've had a 50-game season, regardless of how poorly you've played in the playoffs, um, you know, you then have to, you then have to get you get lousy drafts. And so we've got lousy drafts. So, you know, Pascal Siakam was the 27th person. Those guys usually turn out to be the Kyle Kuzmas of the world. Guys that diet. <laughs> Kuzma's been playing better lately. I wouldn't go down. I wouldn't. I mean, the guy can't play defense to save his life, but we need him to show up for the Lakers in this series. Yeah. It's going to be big yeah, for I shooting mean, purposes. But I mean, I wouldn't say he's got to be number three on our team. Well, and that shows a, w- a glaring weakness. Of yeah, lack oh, of wing, de- wing defense. Yeah, we have no wing shooter. I mean, we're. Yeah. I guess Danny Green's been a ghost too. He's getting a little better, but still not. I'm great. a Danny Green fan, so we. He I wasn't great though. That. Danny Green last I, I year in the playoffs. He. I, I, he. I love I, him. I like him. I think he's overpaid, but that's another conversation for another day. But he well, shot he like shit in the, he, stayed, he had that contract. He would never have left. If he was like the one guy who loved Toronto. He loved. He would make his vlogs. He was doing videos about the Raptors the whole season. He actually loved Toronto. He was the one guy that was really outspoken about it. But my guess the... is our our manager didn't offer him. So you asked about OG. OG was a was a project. OG would have been a lottery pick. He had the injury, right? He had he had the knee injury, and he came out in his sophomore year. Um, prior to Indiana which, University. Prior to Indiana University. So you know, OG is a typical Raptor, um, born in a foreign country. Um, 
and you know a guy that was a project you know he wasn't a finished project nor was and we've really revolutionized the way you look at g league and and development and you know all of the raptors kids uh siakam boucher um uh og they've all won mvps and championships in the g league and we believe he this guy believes in winning starts the beginning i think Kawhi leonard taught us how to win and I think the reason that we're going to win is we understand how to win. Last night was an example of how we understand how to win and finish the I'm on job. A podcast. Keep so going, sorry. We we're going to finish this job, and um, it it you know OG is upside. Giving example, I think he shot forty five percent or fifty percent last year from the line. He's up in the mid seventies. That's not great, but it's better than the Lakers' average. Um, to be very <laughs> candid, if you want to look at some facts, so. This team has so much talent and so much balance. This guy, Terrence Davis, another steal. I mean, if he was in the U.S. and he would start on most teams, this guy is such an athlete. As you, you know, could Sam, use a Terrence. The Lakers could use a Terrence Davis. I told you this oh, like three weeks ago. We would love oh, I him. Think, I think that he's going to be part of it. So anyhow, listen, the the team needs to shoot better, and uh, we're going to be good. But uh, – it's really management's done a lot of things. There's some, we have a lot of flexibility. We don't have a lot of salaries. I just don't know whether we can attract the marquee uh, free agent. Such a shame that we lost Kawhi, but you know, say, can I tell you something that would make me really happy? I'd like to play Kawhi in the finals. You're and, not going to meet too bad. The Lakers, Lakers in six against the Clippers in the Western. No, Clippers I'm just finals. saying I'm not here. Uh, I'm not here. I'm not going to forecast the West. I haven't put my mind around it, but if Kawhi wins, it will say that he's one of the great players because he will have won with three teams. That's what everyone talks about. But what yeah. no of the none of the U.S. media talk about is this: if the Raptors win without Kawhi Leonard, what does that say about Kawhi Leonard? I ask you because you know yeah, what I think. Because if Kawhi loses, because if Kawhi loses to the Lakers or whoever is in the final conference finals, because I think the Clippers will handle Denver. Um, it's going to be crazy because if he loses and the Raptors end up winning, which is not looking great, but it could happen. That would be insane for his. I don't know what that would say about his resume. Obviously, he's still a great player, but it would definitely put an asterisk on it. That's for sure. Yeah. So I think the same, and I think that you know, listen, um, the 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 Clippers. I've said this to you, Sandy. I mean, please don't tell Steve Ballmer, one of the richest guys in the world, even though you know he you know he had a. I'm not suggesting he didn't do great for Microsoft, but he did buy Nokia and made many mistakes. Couldn't get them into the consumer side of the business other than Xbox, which was a winner. But, you know, that trade for Paul George, you know how I saw, I have been. I saw a tweet. It was the funniest tweet. Eddie will pull us on the screen for the, for the video. But the tweet said, Paul George was Steve Ballmer's worst acquisition since Nokia. That was the tweet, and it blew up. It got so many likes and retweets. So right on your point with what you're saying. So funny. Well, so here's the – here's you know, if you believe what you hear and you should never, you know, Kawhi Leonard was trying to ransom the, the, the Raptors and they wanted to trade Pascal Siakam from Paul George and, you know, um, uh, Messiah Udri gave them the middle finger. I wouldn't trade Paul George straight up for Shea Alexander. Gilgis, our Canadian boy. I just he's wouldn't. a beast. He's a beast. He's young too. So he, I mean, he's, he's, he's projecting pretty high right now. He last year he was on the bench and then they brought him in and they were trying to, they were trying to ransack their year to get a high draft choice and they started him and he, they made the playoffs. It's just that Kawhi dictated that he wanted a guy that's broken the leg. I mean, he's just, 
again, overpopularized. Shai Gildress Alexander plus Danny Gallinari plus six first rounders is the biggest steal I've ever heard. Shea, yeah, Shea, Shea will be better than, than Paul George. Shai Gildress Alexander is a beast. He's a beast. Yeah, he'll be better um, next year. Like my boy, oh, like my boy. Murray from Canada, from your, your Jamal from Kitchener, to, Ontario. He's literally God bless right them, our Canadian boys. Yeah. Anyways, um, question: Let's talk about the Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks series. So let's say Raptors in six, Raptors in seven. They get it done. They advance. Who are you more worried about right now? Versus, I know the Heat haven't lost a game in the playoffs, so I'm, you might be leaning that way. But would you rather see the Bucks or the Heat in the conference finals? Uh, as so a Raptors couple, fan? couple things, Sandy. The Raptors. This is interesting. The Raptors one could argue, are not as good as last year. People would say that because they don't have Kawhi Leonard. It's a huge loss. But I think other guys have stepped up and improved. So we talked about OG. You asked me to talk about Siakam. They're improved even from last year. Um, we have a better bench, Terrence Davis, you know, stuff like that. I think that the Milwaukee Bucks had some huge losses in the offseason. The guy that went to Indianapolis that started against – he didn't play the first round against Boston. Brogdon, eliminated. Brogdon. Right. They eliminated that same Boston team in five games. Brogdon came back to play against the refs, played very well. And they had a couple other guys that they lost. But the team that we really lost to, to answer your question, that was really good, and we, we beat that was really good, but we were real close, is Philadelphia. That team had Butler on it. That team had Redick on it. And the team had another sharpshooter that left. They, they, they bet the farm on last year. And, yeah. and, and they had a healthy Ben Simmons. Hint, 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 Celtics didn't see him. Um, so, so I think that Butler is playing fantastic. They got a center. So this is where the Raptors play really well. Damn Adebayo. Yeah, against both teams, we have an answer because we can play quick centers. Boston doesn't really have a center that's consequential to the team. Miami does. And fill it, and so do my um, so do Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee um, Lopez. So they're very consequential to the team. We kill teams that have consequential centers. As I told you, this is not a good matchup for us, the Celtics. So we just got to get by this. But the other two, you know, um, we handle really well. So I'm not as worried. I'm more worried about the Celtics than I am against the other two teams. Um, and people were saying the same. It was either Celtics or the Raptors. But I'm not being disrespectful. Um, I think that, you know, Milwaukee, I would have thought, would have played better. They're not playing very well. But someone could say the same about the Raptors. So they lost a tough game. Let's see how they do. As long as you have, you know, Giannis on the court. And, you know, the other guys just have to shoot a bit. Yeah. So one last final question for you here today. Raptors are going to go to the finals. Who do you think is the finals matchup and what's your prediction for it in terms of games and how long it will take? This is on record, by the way. So make sure you think, because this is published on our YouTube. So make sure it's a good one. Well, first of all, I think the Raptors win in six. I'm not changing my thing. And Kendrick Perkins and I will hold it. No, I'm talking about the, the, I got talking about this series. Yeah. All right. Get there. Now let's get to the finals. So then you're jumping around and I think they'll, probably play. I still think Milwaukee will be tough. We'll see. But um, I'm not worried about either team. If you, We will handle both of those. I'm not, it's not being disrespectful. I think we can handle both of those. Um, I think if it's the Lakers, uh, the Raptors will win. 
Um, the Raptors have 12 games in a row against the Lakers. The Lakers have thrown their best they can throw. I, They're just not record. deep enough. I can't wait. If it's the Clippers, I think the Clippers could beat the Raptors because they're deep like the Raptors, very deep. They're not, you know, so that team looks very much, they bring a second center who's really good, right? Um, he's athletic. Um, they have uh, an incredible sixth man in Lou Williams, um, who I'm a huge fan in, really made his recovery from the NBA in, in Toronto. Another guy that wanted to get out of Toronto, right, and said bad things about Toronto. Um, even though he was six man of the year for the first time when he was with the Raptors. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think that the Clippers could win everything. We'll see if they can get by the Lakers. The Lakers look like they have their number. So I, I can't speak to that matchup, but if it's the Lakers, and the Raptors, the Lakers will not win. Um, the Raptors <laughs> will win. We got our clip. We got our clip to stir the pot for this promote for this promo and, episode. But, and, and if it's the, uh, Clippers and the and the Raptors. I think the Clippers probably will win, but um, I'm obviously hoping that uh, the Lakers will beat the Clippers. It doesn't look like Denver is going to do anything. I think that the Lakers have their hands full with Houston, and uh, it's, it's going to be a tough I mean, one. We'll see. We we don't we don't have guards. We're missing Avery Bradley. Rondo's coming back, um, but yeah, we don't like we're make missing our defenders. Yeah, that Rondo will make a big difference. We missed him in the first series with Damon CJ. They missed those quick guards. So. I think the Lakers will handle Houston. I'm hoping. I'm not going to give a games prediction on it, but I, I do think they handle them. And that Clippers, that Clippers Lakers Western Conference Finals. I mean, those, in my eyes, are the two best teams in the NBA. In my opinion, I think the West is stronger than the East. I think a lot of people do, except for you. Um, but I will see. I mean, I would live for a Lakers Raptors series. And you just predicted it. If we get to that point, our household will be up in flames. That will be a that will be a tension filled couple weeks there. But. We have your record. Well, we have your we have your prediction uh, on file now. So just so you know, you can't let, go back let me it. finish with one more. Then, if you're going to be quoting me, the Lakers will break their 12 game losing streak against this the Raptors that they play, but they will only win one game. <laughs> Raptors in five. All right, we got our that's our clip. All right, so we all right. So that was the question. He is the Lakers and. Lakers slash Clippers are his West coming out of the West for him. And then he has the, the Raptors obviously going through the East and winning it all. He said, if they play the Lakers in five games, they will beat the Lakers in five. That is the craziest shit I've ever heard. You might, are you, it's only uh 1230. Are you, are you already drinking some alcohol on Friday, Friday afternoon here? Uh, no, as you know, I don't drink. So let me talk. <laughs> can I turn it to just so we don't, it's not, a, it's not often I get the opportunity to speak to my son about sports. So I'd like to turn it over and address uh, Messieurs Sussman and and Gange and a special <laughs> welcome special extra episode. All right, so just so let me give a little background. So let me give a little, Diego, so ahead, a little background here. So we're from San Diego. Um, we live there, and all my buddies. I don't have one friend that's not a San Diego Padres fan, but I have two very outspoken friends who are you know very active on Twitter. You know, let us know when the Padres win, which isn't much over the last decade plus. So we we don't hear from them much. But this year they got a better team. So we've been you know going back and forth. Obviously the Dodgers number one team in the league. You know most home run record they broke that last month. I mean they're they're they're, they're cranking on all cylinders. But these two kids, Christian Gange, love love them, and Jake Sussman, my two boys, they let us hear about these Padres. They got a 2020 World Series prediction that Gange has been saying forever. So you want to address this this topic quickly? Yeah. So first of all, by the way, please don't make uh, Christian Gange look like he's a, a, a prophet because he was saying it 20, this is their year in 2015. He's just been repeating, carrying it forward. So, 
But the message, I want to give them a compliment. This, these guys never shut their mouths, even when they're the shittiest team in the world. And they have been the worst franchise in Major League Baseball for 20 years. That's, that's proven. So yeah, I agree. I do li- now, I do like their new uniforms. And I do think they're not your father's uh, uh, Padres. They're an improved. They're really good. Uh, I will say yeah, that. And they're making big trade deadline moves too. Yeah. And I, and whether you like their big trade deadlines, you know, it's amazing to me that the Padres have always had this um, highly ranked farm system that's never produced a player. But that's true. So they keep trading these guys away and there's no consequence. But, you know, they're not like the Dodgers that produce players every year. We have two kids starting with ERAs lo- lower than anyone on their team. Um, you know, and these are our two rookie starters. Um, we, you know, if, if price would have come back, it's great, but you know, at the end of the day, the Dodgers have, you know, balance, but balance only helps you during the season. So I think that the Padres, you know, they're going to be okay. Um, but they'll make the playoffs. That's for sure. But it's going to be, we'll probably see them at some point, second round. I think it is. That's how it lines up. If they make it, we make it. Your brother took the over, um, Vegas had the Dodgers to win 36 games this year. And, and that was the old favorable line. That's insane. And they're now 29 and 10. So I like their (laughs) chances. Um, I like their chances. They're just beating up on everyone. They're not even playing their lineup. Um, And so the only thing that's gone weird about the season is the Padres have done well. And I'm not ready to eat my words on Manny Machado. I still think he's a cancer. Um, I'm glad he's not on our team, but he's having a year. He might hit higher than 250 this year, but I'm not ready to concede <laughs> that yet. But let me tell you guys, congratulations on making the, you'll make the playoffs because it's expanded to eight teams. And so it's to your benefit. So um, we're just going to keep doing our thing. Uh, we don't like losing. And uh, after, you know, we haven't lost a series and we're looking forward to hosting the Colorado Rockies that you've had. We haven't been in Colorado yet, so we can get our averages up. So yeah, give exactly. us a couple more weeks. So that's exactly. my forecast. But the Padres, they have a lot to talk about and be excited about. I don't know, you know where this all goes. They've put together a lot of glue. But I love that kid, their second baseman. I think that that kid's really Jay good. Jake Cronenworth. I think he's really Rookie good. of the month last month. And then, obviously, they let us hear about Machado. We're, we're haters. I'm not as big of a hater as you are, but Machado has been playing well. I have him in my owner's box fantasy league. I think I have him in over 50% of my leagues. And Cronenworth is like the top second baseman in our format right now. So they're playing well. Got to tip the cap there. But Padres are going to Padre always to me until they prove me wrong. I, I, I will die on this hill. Um, shout out Gain. Shout out Sussman. I, I, you guys, you feel my ear all day, but we're still here. I mean, they're, 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 they're just fighting for that second, second place in the NLS. That's what they're doing. You so, know what's interesting, it's Sandy? A big, it's a big win for them. Uh, 30 days ago, Christian Gaines' favorite player was Austin Hedges. And then at the end, when he <laughs> traded him, he goes, oh, he's so shit. Gaines going to love mean, that one. I mean, Christian, I mean, who's your favorite player this week? Is it uh, Moreland or is it uh, the guy that plays first base? I mean, they, you know, the, the Padres are they're a small market. But at the end of the day, they're not better than my Blue Jays. When Bichette comes back, and and I want to tell you that they've got three of the most highly paid guys that are playing out of their mind right now, but they're really not good players. And that is Hosmer at first. They'd love to get rid of that contract. No one would take it. Um, their their guy that used that was traded. He was the rookie of the year with Tampa. I, I can't remember his name, but uh, he's paid twenty two million this year. 
Uh, he's having an out-of-his-mind year. He usually hits about 220, 230, plays absolutely the worst defense in the major leagues, can't hide him. And then they have Machado, who's paid $30 million more than anyone else wanted him for. So um, they've got three of those salaries, which are a noose around. So don't claim small market team. My smart, small, small market team, my second favorite team, and it's a distant team, though, um, is the Toronto uh, Blue Jays, who have won two more championships than the San Diego Padres, I might add. And they came into the league after them. So the Padres just, have zero championships, right? Oh, right. Okay. So yeah, they've they have won zero. I just remembered. Yeah, they right. won a couple Blue, pennants though. Blue Jays I have like, more, Blue Jays have won a lot of divisions in a very tough division. But um, anyhow, uh, welcome Padres to the dance. You look like you're going to make it. Don't implode. You got to score a little, <laughs> few more runs. But you've been scoring. You've been doing great. So um, your boy Paddock clearly is not an ace. That's been decided. But you can hide him now in the back of your rotation. Yeah. So. We covered, today was a great segment. Thank you for joining us. We covered the Raptors. We got your prediction. Raptors over Lakers in five games, which is insane, but we'll let you ride with it. It's on record now. And then we talked about the Padres versus Dodgers. You know, Padres finally have a good team this year. Great segment. Thank you for joining us. Well, I got one more forecast, though. One more. Let us hear it before we sign off. Right, and then you might do your conclusion. You might want to edit that. But let me give you another forecast. Here's my forecast. For all of you guys that are listening to these owner box um, um, podcasts, I want to tell you about owner's box. This year, because of the uncertainty yeah, around, promo here. around the NFL, Yahoo and ESPN, the two major sites for where you conduct your drafts, said that you know 25% was down because the people, and yet we know that the enthusiasm for gaming is off the charts. We're all dying for more sports, but people are doubting whether the NFL, um, whether the NFL is going to happen. Well, we hope it's going to happen. We believe it's going to happen. Um, but I wanted to tell you that let's assume it's going to happen. If you've missed your year long, guys, play our weekly game. It's actually way better. You don't get thrown off. And if you lost a team and if your quarterback goes down, you're not finished. You're just finished for the week. So come and you join can enter us any play. come join us. This is the promo. We got a we got a promo out of this. That's that's what we like to hear. But yeah, come join said, the you know, come the join beauty of the weekly. The beauty of the weekly is that you can start any day of the week. Doesn't matter what week of the NFL season is. You can draft, do a draft, and you're ready to rock and roll. Also, since every a lot of people are sitting out of their season long with the league this year, come on over to Owners Box. We are launching today. We're on the App Store, iOS, getting on Google soon. You will see us everywhere. So make sure to download, get on the app, deposit, get your free money. And Enter some contests, baby. Thanks for joining us, Danny P. Take care.